Welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kells, and today we're talking about Fairy Tale, the Arasian Sesark, covering episodes 52 through 69. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I am here talking about one of the series I absolutely love with one of the people I absolutely love, so I'm doing good. Aw, how yeah. sweet. Just like one of the main characters this show introduces in this arc, Wendy. Yes, Wendy Marvell. Adorable. Very cute, very sweet. So, we just left off with the fairy tale war arc, where we get kind of a big whole thing going on with fairy tale the guild and Loxus, the number one uh, strongest fairy tale member, and he turns out to be this. Uh, dragon slayer but like manufactured dragon slayer he's not legit he didn't hang out and chill and learn from the real dragons and now we're moving into the erasian sace arc where one of the vibes is we pick up another dragon slayer in windy uh so before we get to that what's the vibe of the erasian sace arc it's it's an important arc to fairy tale because it does set up a lot of stuff to happen later, um, especially because it gives us the introduction to one of our main characters, Wendy Marvell, and also brings back um, a character that has a lot of you know input on the series as a whole. With um, spoilers again, Jalal, and also members of the Rashian Saith come back and they are helpful as well in the final effort towards the end of fairy tale. So. It's definitely very important. I wouldn't say in terms of like entertainment value is not to where the arcs that surrounded are because I mean, we're coming off of one of my favorite arcs, the Battle of Fairy Tale with Loxus, one of my favorite characters, about to go into like we're coming off that and then we leave this arc and then we're going into the Edelis arc, which is another top arc in my opinions because you get introduced to another one of my favorite characters and just like a lot of plot information and a lot of discovering of the world of Edelis. So um it definitely sits weird. I will say it's important. Um but we get a lot of moments. This is like more so a moment arc for me opposed to overall like just heavy hitter arc. Yeah, there's some good action. There's some big moments where you're like Ah, man. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Um, definitely. Uh, a moment arc is a very good way to describe this. Um, and I'm excited to see the impact of the kind of lore input and uh, character introductions we, we feel later on. So yeah. let's get into the Orasian Sace arc. This arc is set up with fairy tale has, you know, Finished its whole battle for fairy tale. They've kicked Loxus out to go off on his own and and you know figure out his own life. And now fairy tale and three other light guilds are being tasked to team up and take on the Arasian Sace, kind of this like big strong faction in the dark guild infrastructure, trying to take them out and prevent them from causing I don't know mayhem. Whatever dark guilds do. Yes. Um, well, most dark guilds have the purpose of bringing back or trying to resurrect Zareph, like the creator of dark magic and one of the most powerful wizards that ever lived. 
probably the most powerful wizard to ever live. So that's kind of what um, Irrational Faith is up to as well, trying to resurrect um, Zeref, but through their own way. Well, they're really after like Nirvana, which is a weapon of Zeref, um, is what they're after. So we get this coalition of guilds, and it's really kind of cool for me because this is really the first experience of first experience we're seeing with venturing out with other guilds. You know, we always see fairy tale versus somebody, but we never see fairy tale with somebody. So, like I said, we get the Blue Pegasus Guild, we get the um, Lamia Scale Guild, and whatever Cat Shelter. Yeah, Cat Shelter, um, Cage Shelter, Cage Shelter. Um, and it's cool to see we get reoccurring or we get returning people. We get Leon and Shelly, people who are our opposites um, in the first or second arc. Um, and Gray's nemesis. Now he's working with a proper guild and he's advancing kind of like Gray. So that was cool to see. Um, and then, of course, Wendy, our Wind Dragon Slayer, who is a healer that's really dope to see as well. And we found out, hey, she also has a cat like Natsu. So um, it's pretty cool and pretty interesting right off the bat. We've got a lot of stuff happening. So that's and, really and, cool. And the whole Dragon Slayer cat vibe really plays into probably my favorite moment of the entire arc, which really comes at the tail end uh, when we're finally introduced to our third Dragon Slayer uh, in the terms of a guild setting, and there's some disappointment involved. So we'll we'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. So um, we get this. We got our old friends, and we're kind of just like, you know, vibing. Everybody meets together in the hall, and then they're like, yo, this this girl is like really small and awkward and one she just runs in and hits her head and I'm like yo she's freaking adorable so we get that and then we see we kind of see our villain group and of course as in typical tip typical villain fashion they show up and they kind of wax our heroes like you know we get angel who's you know uh, um lord why am I forgetting? Kind of Who's, like a swan-themed character. Very feathery and wing-like. Yeah. With Celestial a very... D- that one. Not that's the last word I was Abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, totally. She's a swan. Um, very elegant. Very sexual. Sensual. Um, very much of the... I would say the opposite of Lucy, but very much... What Lucy is, kind of like a mirror to her. And also, she's a celestial wizard with celestial spirits. So, she is out here rocking Gemini, which is interesting because it's like it's been a while since we've seen new keys. So, they have the Arrasion Chase has a celestial wizard. They have a dragon. Why do I want to say dragon rider? My mind just completely blank. Dragon Slayer. Thank you. They have quote unquote a dragon slayer. Yes, they have a second chin dragon slayer like Loxus was in the arc before. Since you know, now that we explained it, we can use it. Oh so, yeah, yeah, not a new gen, not an old gen. Yeah, so he's out here with the dragon lacrima of poison, which is really hype because I'm like, yo, finally a non-element dragon. Sl- well, I mean, I guess still isn't an element, but you know what I mean. We're out here and we're seeing. Like different uses of it. So we have our poison dragon slayer out here. And of course we got all these other characters, Racer and all these other characters. And 
Yeah, they kind of just get the business. Like our fairy tale and our ally forces just get the business. Which is one of those things where, okay, well, you know, we that it's different to see compared to some other arcs where they'll get the work put to them and then they'll beat up one guy and get beat up by another and then they'll slowly inch towards the main villain. But this one was like, all right, the Eurasian Stace is going to put the work to everybody and then you're going to just have to deal with it as everyone rises to the occasion. And no one really looks strong in this arc, you know, other than maybe Natsu. But everyone was just clawing and, like, gnashing their teeth and striving to change the the circumstances. And that was kind of nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And um, one thing that I want to say before we get too far removed from it, I felt like this is one of the cleanest intros in fairy tale. Like, the I don't know if you listened to it, but, like, just how it starts yes. off with, like, the just pure vocals. I really mess with this. I mean, I thought it was it was fine. This being uh, Fiesta by Plus. Yeah. Or Plus Plus, however it's actually pronounced. Um, you know, I thought it was fine. It was very much a shonen intro. Um, I don't know if the whole, like, party Caribbean vibe really fit with the arc, but it was a good song. Yeah. So, rocked with that. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to see, you know, like you said, the kind of struggle that Fairy Tale has kind of had, which I guess we saw that, you know, with the Battle of Fairy Tale as well, but like just kind of seeing them go at it more. Yeah, this, this really focusing on uh, everyone kind of trying to come together as a, as a group being made up of different guilds and that really making a difference at the tail end. Um, you know, especially with the way we have um, the whole fallen angel battle between Lucy and uh, Angel and the way that the other dude, whose name is very important, uh, plays a difference in that fight, especially with the way that, like, uh, Nirvana's whole power is is changing strong feelings of right and wrong to be the opposite. And so he doesn't get overcome for his feelings of hatred. Yeah. That was cool. And that turning into like later on, like everybody coming together that wasn't in fairy tale because fairy tales are out here putting in the work. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. Be a fairy tale wizard, you got to command that screen time. Exactly. And then, you know, so that whole thing's happening. And then we get a whole thing of like just Jalal that just kind of shoehorns its way into this arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's all like the Erasian Sarc has kidnapped Wendy so that she'll resurrect Jalal and Jalal will lead the way to Nirvana, the ultimate weapon of morality. And then that just turns out to be Jalal forgot everything that he's ever done. And also he goes, activates Nirvana to be like, I've come to destroy this. Like, what? Yeah, that was kind of wild. Like, that's still, like, even knowing everything as it happens, like, it's still kind of wild. And, like, Ursa being like, cut off my arm. <laughs> like, just, it was a it was a wild chapter. Or, I mean, not chapter. It was a wild episode, for sure, that one. Because. Yeah. <sighs> Is it, and isn't Leon, like, 
all right, I'll do it. And everyone's like, no, uh, don't cut off her arm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little drastic. Yeah. Don't we have Wendy? <laughs> yeah, so we gotta... That's one of the things we gotta do. We gotta spend time waiting for Wendy to get there. Not, like, spend time, but, like, you know, the story has to get Wendy to the location to help her. Yeah, we have to hope that Wendy makes it before Urza just dies. Yes, which... Drama. Yes, so we get that. And we get the whole scene of um, our boys kind of chasing after Wendy. Or not kind of, but absolutely chasing after we get um, what are their names? Uh, Gray and Natsu uh, trying to find Wendy. So they got to fight this whole sub guild. Like this other thing, the Rashion says have all these sub guilds to stop them. So basically, every team is taking out a whole guild themselves, and you really get to see like the powers and the difference between the top guilds and just the other average Joe guilds, which I thought was nice. Yeah, like, like here's everyone from the Monkey Man gang just going up against Natsu. Yes, and Gray. And Gray. And Gray, yes. And then, you know, we get independent ones with all of, like, the school hoodlums and all of the drawing mages. Yes, who go against, you know, um, Blue Pegasus and uh, Lamius Gale, which it's always interesting to see, you know, other guilds put in work and see how they compare. I love, like, I love an anime and, you know, manga as well. But when the creators have, like, have to give our main characters allies, but finds ways to, like, I can't make them too awesome. Otherwise, you're going to want them as a main character. So you got to, <laughs> like, kind of balance them out some. Yeah, we, we got to make them cool in the beginning of the arc. But we got to tone that shit down before we get to the end. Yes. And, you know... <laughs> I feel like that's some of the problems with One Piece. Like, Oda tends to make some of the side characters more likable than some of the main characters. And then people get mad when they have to leave. So I want to know what you're talking about, but that, that's a whole different can of worms. We've, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the King of Shonen in a number of years. <laughs> I like the name of that podcast, The King of Shonen. I like it. Man. We need mm. to book that website right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, uh, our guy, Brain, is like, yo, you will revolve, revolve, wow, you will revive Jalal, or I will kill you. And Happy's like, no, Jalal's you. Like, and can I just say, I love the fact that Wendy just completely ignores Happy. I, that just makes me so, dare I say, happy. Like, <laughs> she's like, this is not about you. This is about me and my demons and my confliction. Like, Happy just gets blasted by Brain. And Wendy just doesn't even, like, get phased. <laughs> she's just like, what am I going to do? So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, I feel bad for Wendy as a character. Because, like, she got they, really, they really play on her, her very childish affection for Jalal because mm -hmm. Jalal like her whole thing was when she was I don't know four or five or six like Jalal came through on his journey and and saved her and carried her to a village and left her with a guild that then she grew up with and so she's got this very intense kind of devotion and, and appreciation for Jalal However, 
one that makes her raise him from the dead, and two, we don't even know if that was the same Dalal. This coming from the whole Mystigan reveal in Battle of Fairy Tale, where he looks like Jalal, but he says, I'm sorry, I'm not Jalal, whoops, and then vanishes. Yeah. And the only reason this kind of comes to mind is one, because there's two Jalal-looking motherfuckers, and two, because the Jalal that saved Wendy is carrying a staff, just like Mystigan. I don't know, man. Mystery. But, um, yeah. but like the, the motivation is very simplistic, even to the point of uh, it's very childish, which is fine, you know, but it's not particularly like a deep, intense exploration of that. It's just Wendy being like, oh, my God, I did what I thought was right. But also everybody hates me. Please don't kill me. And then, you know, Natsu's like, hey, dude, we just need to save Urza. Just help us save Urza, please. Yeah. No, and it's like, I like that, too. I like how it's like, you know, the matter at hand is the matter at hand. We will get to Jalal later, but right now, you know, we got we to gotta go save Urza, and Gray and Leon have to play Mario Kart motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, man, what'd you know about the Mario Kart Wii? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's a whole interesting thing, so... While our group goes to Onatsu, Happy, and Charlotte, or not Charlotte, Carla. Carla. Wendy. Yeah, the cat. The cat being Charlotte. Charla. Yeah, Charlotte, yeah. So, um, Charla and whatever. Anyway, and Wendy go to save Ursa. Gray is stopping Racer from pursuing them. And Gray is the MVP. This man's like ice rampart and like shoots up this huge like ice thing. And Gray's already been putting in work. So Gray's like, I will stop you. And then Racer's like, yo, you think you can stop me? And then Leon's like, Gray, I will help you as a fellow student of Ur. And they both just take off their shirts. And, well, sorry, before <laughs> before that, um, we get the death Grand Prix, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> and then they take off their shirts. And yes, they fight mid, mid, mid battle, yeah, yes. and then they're chasing Razor. Uh, and I do kind of love this whole thing where it's like, it. yeah, we're getting a, a, a gray and a Leon kind of team up now that they're both on the side of, I don't know, not evil, and they're both like students of Ur. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, this is what we, what we've been waiting for, and then we pivot immediately to. Uh, Leon being like, Gray, I need you to sit up here in this fucking ice pillar because uh, Big Swerve, I'm going to be the hero. Yeah, and then he gets waxed. which, <laughs> But it was the Grandmaster plan all along. It wasn't just Leon trying to be a hero. It was Leon like big braining this shit and being like, I'm going to go find out the secret of Racer's power. He just makes us slow and then being like gray is outside of the like range of your magic he's gonna fuck you up and then he does yes and then magic bomb with ice make super freeze arrow plus q um not plus q i had that part but um yeah dude is like gray hits him with that 
finesse. And that's like such a dope scene because Gray's like shirtless all the way up in the sky and just with the pinpoint accuracy. Like he hits this man so hard we get a backstory. So um <laughs> <laughs> and it's just I can't get over the Tower of Heaven backstories, bro, because that's just so like that's like so dark. Like just like thinking of how all that stuff went down. I'm like, yeah, this is I feel like one of the darker things in Shonen, honestly. I'm not even gonna lie. Like granted Shonen, that might be a big statement, but like definitely one of the Tower of Heaven was definitely very disturbing. Yes, definitely. And it, and everyone from this arc, all of the main Erasian Sace, have a backstory from the Tower of Heaven. Yes. But that's kind of why they all have a prayer. Like, their prayer is, all I wanted to do when I was in the Tower of Heaven was sleep. And that's kind of where they draw their identity from. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it. Like, you know, just how, like, you know, Racer just wanted to run free. And, you know, some just wanted to sleep. And then some just wanted to see their, like, sibling that was stolen from them, which, you know, two of them had their siblings taken. So, wild. But, yeah. So, I, then we make I it wish we got, we'll say. I, I wish we got a little more backstory on some of these characters. Because, like, um, Cobra, I've got no idea what his whole wish was. You, you will. I'll say that. Cobra, there's, there's more on Cobra later. I will say that. Okay. And that's kind of one of the things that makes this arc um, important because a lot of stuff comes back up. Like, it's kind of like, I'm not, it's kind of like, oh, I can see why this arc is the way it is type thing because there's more to come later. Sure. It's like a lore seed more than like an action arc. Yeah. To which it has a lot of action, but. Yeah. So then we get Urza's Hilt, Price, and. We see that Midnight, um, well, we see that Nirvana is found and Midnight finally wakes up to go do Midnight things, um, which the gothiest boy goes to go be a goth. I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then we see kind of people get affected by Nirvana and it being awakened. And people turn sides, you know, both sides. Which is crazy, because Hot Eye, one of the Erasian Sace, turns entirely, like, good and teams up with Jura, like, the the saint wizard of whatever guild he's from. Yeah, um, Lamy's Scale. Lamy's Scale. Yes. Um, but equally, we wind up turning, um, what's her bucket? Uh, Sherry. Sherry. Yes, we turn Sherry from kind of a basic petty asshole to an entirely murderous one as she goes after um, Gray because he's the one who caused Leon to die. And the whole result of the whole fight with Racer is Racer was like, whoops, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to blow myself up and take one of you with me, to which Leon sacrificed himself, died, got blamed for the death, didn't actually die, big spoiler. Uh, And then Sherry just got to be an example of Whoops, I turned evil. My bad. Yeah, which is kind of wild, you know. Um, which, like, you know, it's the, it's the effects of Nirvana. You know, it does have the power to change people's perception. So that is one thing that happens. And, yeah, it's kind of kind of just like, I want to say it's like there, but it's like, it's kind of just like there, I guess. So, 
yeah, you know, Nirvana being the weapon is more scary to like Natsu because he can't do vehicles yeah. than it is like anything else. The big the big kind of intention there being it, it, it causes all of the good gills to change to evil and they'll all murder each other. But that's just really kind of said than it is more shown. So True, true. Um so we get that whole Sherry thing and where she fights Gray and then you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is happening. And Hotier's personality gets switched and he's like, Yo, let me join you and help stop, you know, the irrational states from doing these horrible, horrible things. So he joins them, that happens, and then we kinda cut to um Lucy fighting Angel, which this was one of the better fights for me in the whole, like, Arashion Says arc. Because we had, um, you know, Celestial Spirits going against each other. We saw other Celestial Spirits. We saw Gemini, and we saw, um, what was it? What was the sheep? Ares. Ares, yeah. Yep. So we got to see those two, which was dope. And, um... We got to see the way Gemini fights, which is basically I'm going to turn into someone and copy their ability, or I'm going to flash you. The the true peril of fighting Gemini, being, I don't know, being scared of your own body. Which, never be afraid of your own body. Um, love yourself. Take that away, if nothing else, from this podcast. Um, but yes, um, the whole fact that we get more more Celestial Spirits... And we get to see uh, Ares and Loki finally interact with each other and and them go toe-to-toe because they're committed to being celestial spirits. Yeah. And not, like, bound by their past. Yeah, which, which is, is really, really nice. cool. Up until the point where uh, Angel's like, all right, robot, blow them both the fuck up. I don't care. And then they go back to the spirit world and it's like, how dare you? Yeah. And Lucy kind of goes off and is like, bro, I'm going to use one of my spells that I can't pronounce. I'm going to use well, a Reno <laughs> Mitteretera. This, this all starts with the whole, like, Lucy sees and respects celestial spirits as, like, more than just tools. So, like, the enemy celestial spirits are like, I can't kill her. Like, yo, gotta go. Nope. And then the whole thing comes out where she gets, like, the boost power from Archive. Yeah. Because that dude, who we get, um, what was his name? Oh, gosh. His name was... <laughs> I'd, ha- I'd have to ask. Uh, his, uh, Hibiki? Hibiki sounds right. Yeah. Hibiki is yeah, apparently Hibiki. the... Uh, the ex-lover of the one from the whole, uh... Loki backstory, yeah, the one Loki backstory, yeah. Like, who the fuck is that? Like, why are you just around? I thought that was kind of dope to see how you know that came full circle, though. Like, how he's like, "Yo, I ain't mad at you. She was a bitch." (laughs) I was just like, "Bro, that was your girlfriend." But yes, he fought the kind of turn to darkness because they were. He could blame them for the perils that happened to this asshole, and then he did. He he put in like the kind of quote unquote last of his magic ability into helping Lucy pull off some crazy celestial bullshit and uh, ending the fight with Angel. Yeah, which is fire. It was fire that she like summoned the universe and 
attacked her with bubbles. I was like, yeah, fire. Um, Those are planets, not bubbles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Planets, you know. <laughs> Planet bubbles. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. Um, and then it was kind of like, you know, we had a few more fights, like kind of just like that. Um, but next, we kind of got um, Jalal just being like, yo, um, I'm here to like just kind of stop everything. Um, and we see, we see a lot. Um, we see Sherry realizing that Leon is alive. Shocker. And she's like, yo, or Sherry's like, yo, the darkness has left me because, you know, Leon's not dead. And Urza meets Jalal again. And it's, Kind of wild because at this point we get like the young Wendy backstory. Um, and it's like, yo, this was like you said, I had a staff and I was nice and I helped her because she was lost in the woods, yada, yada, yada. And then Jalal's like, yo, I am casting a spell of destruction on myself and Nirvana. I'm sorry, Urza. I remember everything. It wasn't me. And. He doesn't remember anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's well, the whole point, is Jalal doesn't know what the fuck he did. All The only thing he remembers is the name Urza. Yeah. That's it. But he somehow knows about um, Nirvana and goes to destroy uh, it. Only because he heard them speaking in his whole, like, comatose state before being revived. Yeah. He's like... Oh, shit, I can't let them do that, yeah. supposedly. And then he's like, yo, I'm going to destroy myself so Urza won't be sad and have hate. Yeah, that, that kind of fucked me up. He was yeah. like, you can, you don't have to be tied to your hatred of me anymore, Urza. I'm going to go now. And it's like, you don't get to decide that, you rat bastard. You caused half this shit. You don't just suddenly get to, like, be like, you can forget about me. No, fuck you, Jalal. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you got to do your time. You got to have your sorrow. You got to do your things. Which is exactly what Urza's like. Urza's like, no, you live and you remember and you struggle every day. That's the only way to fix this noise. So, yeah, um, yeah then we kind of just get like, you know, the the standard... Uh, my suicide attempt failed because this is an anime. And Brain, who, again, I feel like the only character we don't really have exposition on um, in this whole arc, he's like, yo, I'm going to stop you from doing that. It seems like it'd be kind of cool if I did that. So he stops him and he's like, yo, not today. And he has this talking staff, which has like a powerful spell. And he's just fixated on Nirvana, and he stops Jalal, and then we find out, yo, guess what? I have a transformation and a backstory. <laughs> so we find out that he was in the Bureau of Magic Development or something, where he created hundreds of type of magic, and that's also where he... Um, this is some Nar Naruto Full Metal Alchemist shit, man. Yeah. And it's where he eventually taught um, Jalal a lot of this stuff. 
Um, and that's kind of where they had like the whole um, kind of like. It really um, described the connection between Jalal and uh, Brain. Yeah. And also kind of filled out some of the story for Jalal continuing his evil journey in uh, after the Tower of Heaven backstory before he became really the headliner villain bullshit. Um, but also, it gave a chance for the show to... to play around with the whole Jalal's evil, Jalal's good thing. Because it's all happening around the same time. And it explained how Brain was able to deactivate the self-destruct bell. Because he's like, huh, this is my shit. Mm -hmm. Off button go. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, later we find out um, more about Brain. Um, Later, you know, more of the stuff that he did and how his connection to another villain in the series, Hades. So, you know, it's kind of, kind of fun, kind of wild. Um, but yeah, he turns off the spell and he's like, yo, I made this and I made you ho. Ha ha ha. And then we see the fit change where Natsu gets a new celestial fit because why not? And he's like, I gotta go stop, you know, um, Nirvana, but not before we have another Dragon Slayer fight. So <laughs> we get Cobra versus Natsu, Poison versus Fire, and it's more of what you would expect. You know, at this point, we've already seen like a bunch of fights. Like, I feel like this is the most like normally there's like longer, bigger fights, but this had a lot of like single fights. So we get Natsu versus. Um, Natsu and Happy versus Cobra in Cubelios. Cubelios. Cubelios, yeah. And then we get um, Gray and Lucy entering the city to meet Jala or Jura and Hutier to try and stop Nirvana. And then we encounter Midnight. Finally, he's like, yo, I'm going to do something. So um, this is Midnight, you know, the secret... Uh, weapon, the ace of the Rashion Sace. And he just starts kind of, you know, doing work and you figure out what his power is um, and his true name and all that. And, well, no, sorry, who t- you figure out who TA's true name. Um, hot eyes, hot eye. <laughs> yeah, hot eye. Right. I say who <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> What's up? Are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Figure out Hot Eyes' true name, and yeah, they, so we Man get the name Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so that fight ensues, and then we see Jura being like one of the ten wizard saints and showing how strong he truly is, and just kind of defeating Brain and just like kind of going off on everybody and then Wendy magically has a spell to kind of the Troya spell which is very important because it comes into effect a lot later but cures motion sickness so Natsu's like yo I can fight because plot yeah no that's exactly what that was suddenly we've been making you know Natsu being a punk bitch this entire plot arc just because he can't deal with being on things that moves, suddenly, that's not a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
So that Troya spell happens. Um, Midnight is fighting Hot Eye slash Richard and reveals that he was casting illusions the whole time. And we see a clip of Midnight kind of just walking away with Houtier on the floor. And it's like, wow, that happened. And then, you know, <laughs> um, Jura kind of loses the fight to Brain. Or, well, gets trapped by Brain, so not loses. And it's like, yo, this is why Brain's like, haha, this is why I'm targeting Kate's shelter. Or, um, no, the, the wand starts talking, that's right. Which, yeah. which uh, this, is a, this is a badass fight to finally see uh, Jura put the work to Brain. Yes. And, like, see why he's, because we get mention of him being, like, a saint wizard. But to finally see, like, him go to toe-to-toe with Brain and none of this shit matter. And he's out here like, tell me why you did it. And then, like, deflecting laser beams and shit. And his next thing's just like, we'll keep going until you tell me why you've done this. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> what a badass moment. Yeah, no, I love, I love Jura. I feel like he's, um... He's definitely a good character, and you see as the series progresses, like why we why we stand here, um, and he gets a pretty dope mustache. So, what? Yeah, yeah, pretty high. Spoiler ass. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Jalal and Urza are engaging in a battle against Midnight while um, Brain and Jura are having their thing, and. Jalal kind of gets the work handed to him because he was in that whole spell sacrifice thing, so his magic's pretty slapped. And, of course, Urza's like, you know, I'm Urza. Um, so, there's going to be some... I'm so, glad, I'm so glad Urza doesn't get the work put to her this arc. Yes. Like, finally we get to see her continue to be a badass. Like, and this whole time she's like, okay, I figured out the two weaknesses of your power. And, and Midnight's like, what weaknesses? And then she describes to him everything she's learned in their, like, three minutes of fighting. Yes, and that was like, hype. Look at you go, Urza. You're not just, like, a punk. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. This is one of my favorite fits of Urza. The uh, robe of Yuen, or Yuen. Like, that's just such a clean fit. Like, I love her fabrics more than her armor. I'll say it. I'll say it. So, so yeah, that happens. Um, we get Urza defeating our boy. Well, not really our boy. We get Urza defeating Midnight and the whole, the whole thing. And as Midnight falls, we see that something has happened. And an alternate personality within Brain takes over. And we see because, that- like, there's a whole secret backstory to the whole Arasian Sesa arc. The reason that all of them mattered was because they all were like the Horcrux for some Harry Potter shit. I don't know. I hate Harry Potter. Same. Uh, but like the moment all of them fall, they all like release a part of Brain's like master plan to keep. Zero at bay, which that's, you know, his alternate personality who's like, I'm just here to destroy everything. Yes. And then we see this dude, Zero comes out and he's an actual menace. Um, He is out here freaking 
fight not to and giving Natsu the work. And, like, you know, Natsu's got that plot armor. And Natsu hasn't really taken any L's thus far in this, you know, mini art. But he gets the absolutely work handed to him. And Gray and Lucy join the fight to they also get the work handed to them. And then we kind of just see, you know, everybody's fallen. Um, like, we got a way to destroy Nirvana, but no one can manage because Zero is too powerful and he's in the way. And Natsu's like, yo, this battle's going to happen. We're going to win. We have to. Um, and then Nirvana prepares to fire on Cage Shelter, the first one, the first time. And then we see, yo, the Christina, the mighty chariot of um, Blue Pegasus is here to kind of work with the bath, the, the blast that's getting fired. Um, and then we see Brain being like, or Zero, being like, oh, I'm hacking your telepathy because <laughs> I'm a menace. <laughs> and yeah, like it was, it was cool to see the blue, the, the Christina come back and all of the other folks from all the other guilds being like, yeah, we're working as a team. Look at us go. We're saving the day. And then them fucking crash in the distance. But also as the whole, uh, zero telepathy communication comes through and he's like I'm at one of the lacrima come fight me and then to listen to all of the all of the cheers for team Natsu to come together and team Natsu scrape themselves off the floor it's hype. that was a badass moment I love that in fairy tale bro I love the grime and gritty that the fairy tale gill has bro and just that pure determination to get the absolute W like that's what I love bro that's the essence of fairy tale for me. And that's even titled The Power of Feelings of Episode 66. Like, you know, and <laughs> we see like just Natsu is faced with battling like Zero. And it's like, how it's going to happen? And then Jalal, like that not Jal- Natsu got, Natsu beat Jalal so hard. Just hearing his name gave him the ability to remember his past. And we see that, um, Natsu's like, yo. Or um, Jalal's like, yo, I remember Natsu. And Jalal does the Dragon Ball Z technique of giving him his power. It's like, here, Natsu, here's the flame of rebuke or retribution or whatever it's called. And he's like, use this power to defeat Zero. And I, I love this all this also because it's Jalal going to help Natsu. And also it's like having talked to Wendy... He's like, Wendy, can you heal Natsu's magical power? No. Fuck, I'll do it. But you have to go blow up a Lacrima. And Wendy's whole thing is like, I can't use destruction magic. All I am is a support person. But because Jalal believed in her, she was like, I, the dragon, will blow up the Lacrima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And with the power of, you know, the rebuke flame that Jalal gives her, or gives Natsu, we see Natsu and Zero have this epic kind of like martial arts slash magic fight. And, you know, Natsu gets the W with a dragon roar or... Yeah. Yeah. After after being sent to the Shadow Realm. Yes. Natsu's like, 
oh, Igneo wanted me to break this motherfucking rock with my dome one time. I'll just try that. So he not only does he break out of a like a parallel dimension, he then goes and damn near like Goku and Piccolo from the ending of Dragon Ball with his dome to break this lacrima. Yes. That so Lacra is broken. Narvana falls. Wendy destroys her lacrima. And we have defeated the Arashiances. Hooray. Hooray. And then we have sadness. Um so after we get our W, um, Rashion says he's getting arrested and everything, and then we see Jalal has his memories coming back to him. He converses with Urza, and they have, like, their moments and everything. And well, well, before that, we get the big sad part with Kate Shelter. No, that's after. No, that's before. No, it's... That's... Are you talking about... You continue. You continue. So where Urza and Jalal are having their conversation and Jalal's like, yeah, I've done all these horrible things and whatnot. And they're kind of talking and it's like, yo, whatever you do next, just make sure you do the right thing. And then like the magic police and everybody show up. Oh, yeah, you're right. I bet. Yeah. And then they're like, yo, you're not going to take Jalal. Jalal or die. Gang, 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 gang. Um, and then Urza's like, everybody shut up. And Jalal's like, I'm going to go do my time. Urza, I remember you. Blah, blah, blah. Not blah, blah, blah. Hair. <laughs> your hair. And then we get a scene of just Urza sitting there like crying with the sunset. And she finally cries from her other eye. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought that was a whole thing because I was like, she could only cry from one eye because she only has one real eye. But then she cries from both, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this legit story plot, or is this like Mashima forgot that he wrote that part in there? No, that's legit story plot. So we see her crying from both eyes, and we're like, dang. You know, because Jalal and what he kind of did for her and for everybody, and it's like, yo, life is sad, and this is sad. So, um, we see that happen, and then, like, the next part that comes, you're like, okay, this has to be the saddest part. Her crying after Jalal is arrested, but no, we go to cage shelter, and everybody's going their separate ways, and talking about what they're going to do, and, like, when he's like, I gotta get back with the guild and everybody, but then the guild master's like, yo, um, Wendy, now that you have friends, and, you know, that we see... Um, what you've done, thank you all for destroying, you know, Nirvana. But yeah, um we're not we're not the descendants of Nifrit. We are Nifrit. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yes. We we are the nervous. Yes. And by by we I mean like just me, the guild leader. And by guild leader I mean I'm just some dude who made this thing years ago and when Dalal brought you seven years ago and said with the whole ass committed look in his eyeball, you're going to take this kid and raise her. I was like, uh, fuck it. Why not? We're going to make a guild. Yeah. And so we did what we did to take care of you. You know, he's like, I realized that I couldn't do it. 
Um, so I imagined you up a whole family and everybody here helped take care of you. But it was all an illusion. And then like the look on all the characters' faces, man, like with such detail. You see like gray, you know, you see Shelly, you see um the people from Blue Pegasus, you see Natsu, Happy. Everybody just looks so distraught because, like, everybody that you thought was real for your whole life was, you know, all made up. And everybody looks so distraught. And he's like, thank you um, for taking care of Wendy. You have friends now. And he's like, I can finally, you know, rest now that Nirvana has been taken care of and knowing that you are okay. So he starts to go, and Wendy's like, no, don't leave me. And she's, like, calling the people's name as they disappear and on top of all that, her guilt mark starts to disappear as well. And that's what, ah, that's when I lost it, man. I was like, <laughs> no. Uh, and she just lays down crying, man. Just like unconsolable. And then you just hear the fairy tale OST that just hits so hard. And you see Urza just kind of put her hand over and like, uh. And it's like, yo, come to fairy tale. Yeah, just like, yo, shit sucks, but your friends will soothe the the, the struggle. Yeah, like bury the sadness and the comfort of your friends. And I'm like, damn, I gotta use that. Well, don't. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Um, so yeah, that was that's what really hit me throughout the whole arc was like that I feel like <laughs> I feel like that has the bite. Like I, I love fairy tale for like I said the scraping up grimy moments, like get the W, but also how well it polarizes and does the emotional, like traumatic moments, like how like seeing Ursa this strong warrior just break down crying, or seeing Wendy this child who's like the only family she's ever known, you know, wasn't even real, and then her being consoled by someone who is just like her, you know. Yeah. Like, if if I think of other like big shonen moments like this, the the Arlong Park arc of One Piece, where Nami is like like kneeling in the rain and cuts off the Arlong like guild mark on her own shoulder, like the tattoo that was was she was forced to get in defiance, like that that's kind of the same vibe and importance of emotion. That, like these moments in fairy tale really screamed to me. Yeah. So, but overall, I enjoyed it, and I felt like the Arashion Sage arc was a good revisit for me personally. I don't like Carla's face. That's fair. The, no the, one does. The cat. Carla is like universally hated until further in the series, and that's only changes for one reason. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> no, you don't. You're gonna wait until we get there. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. So yeah, man, that that was the fairy tale of Rashian Cesar. In my opinion, it was a fine arc. Fine, we didn't fine do. Yeah. We didn't do anything revolutionary, but it wasn't bad either. You know, like we had really good fights. We had some plot relevance, but you know, it was more shonen. And I'm ready to see what happens next. I want more. And this is the this is the hang up with Shonen, long running Shonen. The whole point is episode count, right? Mm-hmm. So in in this, you know, let's say 12, 15 episodes, I wanted plot development. I wanted to know that we were progressing on the things we had built on 
previously. And the only real thing we did was add Wendy as a character and bring back Jalal to have further on in the future. Yes. Which those and are I'm two sh- big things, though. And I'm, sh- yes, I'm sure. And then we threw in some side characters to bring back later because episode count matters. So we're going to bring them back to fill time, which will be fine. You know, I'm sure that the writing will be good and it'll be nice to have a callback to some dude who was there. Just like the callback um, when we find out Richard or Hot Eyes brother, like his whole goal, his entire goal of being their ACSA is to find his kid brother. And when at the end of the arc, when we find out who his kid brother is, it was the block dude from the previous arc. And it's like, oh, wow. We know this character, and we just have to connect them eventually. Mm-hmm. We just had to bring that's it back the, together. That's the kind of side story callback, or side character callback we'll get with the Erasing Sace, I'm sure. But as an arc itself, it was okay. You know, it wasn't bad. No, it was, it was decent. Like you said, it was fine. It was fine. Just like the callback, I know we're going to get about the snake. You let me look at this wiki, man. Stop looking at the wiki. Stop looking at the wiki. (laughs) Anyway, let's wrap it up so you no longer have any reason to look at this wiki. Um, Take us home. You You can catch more fairy tale as we continue on to the next arc, which is very exciting because we're going to get more plot. I'm super excited. Who knows when we'll do it, but it's coming soon. Um, here on your typical Shonen protagonist. We're on all your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical Shonen protagonist or Twitter as well. Your TSP. Kai, you have stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dread with a Z on Twitter where we will talk about a bunch of stuff, mainly how One Piece hold me in the last chapter. And of course, the other product too, at Content Breaker for your, all your uh, Western and anime needs. Well, we're talking Content Breaker as well. We'll catch y'all next week for more. Your typical Shona protagonist.